My next guest is a certified director of operation. She works with women who are focused on making an impact on the world through their businesses, making the future better for all women together. Please welcome Rachel Pereira. Welcome to the Powerful Female Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Anna Patricia Bourgeois, Certified Business Coach. I am here to help you up-level, generate consistent wealth, increase your confidence, attract dream clients, and master your mindset so that you can fully own your power and achieve next-level results in your online business and beyond. Every week, a powerful conversation will take place with amazing guests, or I'll share from my experience to help inspire you to start and scale the business of your dreams while being powerfully you. The time has come to stop playing small, stop hiding, and stop waiting. Now is the perfect time for you to passionately pursue your heart's desire as the powerful leader you were born to be. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode. We're here today with Rachel Pereira. I'm so excited. Hello. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me on. I am excited to be here. Yes, I'm excited for you to be on too. So let's dive in. Like, tell us who you are, what you do, give us all the juicy details. I am a certified director of operations. And what I do is I work with the empowered visionary woman who is and the non-binary who is out here making a real impact and a real difference in their space. And that could be on a global scale or on a community level. And I take all of that icky back-end operational pieces off your plate. So I'll handle your systems, your processes, your team or my team, and just really let you operate in what you do best and bringing your vision to life. Ooh, I love that. I feel like us as business owners, we're so busy. We have so much on our plate. So what you do, I feel like your clients must be like, wow, so blessed to have you. <laughs> How do you find the time to balance both your business and your family life? Yeah, so my business was actually born out of a desire to have a family life again, ironically, um, from oh. leaving, my, <laughs> yeah, leaving my corporate career behind and really going out on my own was so that I could be around more for my daughters. The, if the COVID pandemic taught me anything, it was that my priorities needed adjusting and the universe aligned them for me. And we've spent a lot of time together. And so I have, I don't like time blocking in the rigid sense, but I have chunks of time set aside where I'll work on business things, either for my business or a client's business. And then I have chunks of time that are family time or for each individual child or for just me and my wife. And so that way I'm not, I don't have to feel guilty because I don't know. I'm, mm -hmm. If you're a mom, you know about mom guilt. It's real. You can't <laughs> escape it. And <laughs> I, I, I feel like I've been the crusader of mom guilt. And so <laughs> mm -hmm. it, it, it was a real struggle. And so for me, that's helped. I, I didn't do well with the rigidity of full on time blocking, but I need some kind of accountability. So mm -hmm. Google Calendar is my accountability guide. I love that. <laughs> Keeping it simple. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so I know you say you are a certified director of operations. So what's the difference between not being certified and being certified? Great question. So the certification program was founded by Natalie Gingrich of the Operations Authority of the Ops Authority. 
And what it does is it helps us as operators really dive into our natural strengths and talents and round us off. So we go through a rigorous training program that teaches us each of the foundations or expands on our knowledge of each of the foundations that it takes to run a business, so whether that's finance or human resources. And then we go through a boot camp to help us build out our businesses. And so it really helps to give you that community and that supportive collaboration. And Natalie is amazing. She has been a fantastic mentor. And I love the program. She doesn't just take anyone in. You really have to apply. And, you know, she really meets with you to see if it's good for you, if it's really going to work for what you're doing. And so all of the women in the program are amazing. Awesome. So when does one know when to start building a team? So the first hire, I think, is usually tricky for a lot of people because you really need to hire before you're overwhelmed, but it's hard to know when you're ready until you feel that overwhelmed feeling. So usually I tell people is you need to look at your finances. So you need to make sure that you can afford to hire someone and afford to pay them a rate that is, you know, worthy of what they're doing. And don't just, you know, you don't want to hire someone just based on your budgets. You don't necessarily want to need a VA and only be able to afford a five or $10 an hour VA. You want to be able to have, you know, to be able to pay someone an adequate pay range to get the best work out of someone. But also you need to really sit down and look at what you want your day to look like. So for example, like that's how my time blocking came about was I sat down and I really paid attention to what I was actually doing and what I really wanted to be doing, and then what I needed to be doing. And from there, you can really figure out what it is you can actually delegate and get off your plate. That will make hiring a lot easier. And once you have your finances and a general assessment of what it is you want to delegate, then you can really start bringing in a, a new hire and making sure you have those processes in place to help both of you succeed. Mm, oh my gosh, like this is so like, wow. Like, that's such a good advice because I feel like most people don't know when to hire. So that's really good to know. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, I, I, I've, I agree. I, I find a lot of people don't know when to hire or they wait too long to hire. And then you wind up bringing someone in and you're just like, you're so overwhelmed. You don't have time to properly onboard them. And that leads to them feeling like they're not doing a good enough job. And then you feel frustrated because you're spending a lot of time showing them what to do when you should be delegating. Mm -hmm. And so then everyone's just frustrated. And so really have it, giving yourself that time to step back and evaluate before you bring someone in will really set both of you up for success. Yes, absolutely. Awesome. So I know you also say that you are not an ordinary ops nerd. <laughs> so I know that you love the freedom, you're open minded, um, and all of that. So where did that come from? And why is it so important for you to talk about that? I love that you're asking this and that we're talking about it right now. So honestly, I in, in, in my corporate space, being in operations and then coming from a finance background, it's a very conservative field. You know, you, you have to look a certain way and act a certain way. And you're expected to just kind of keep up with the Joneses and follow the flow, you know, drive the Mercedes, wear the nice suits, your hair natural colors, no piercings, like don't have a personal life. And it's not necessarily true everywhere. But in my experience, that's what it was like. And coming into the online space, there's less of that. But there's also still a lot of people I think adhering to that, not living in their full, true, authentic selves. So kind of living behind that mask. And as I've grown in my own business, I don't want to do that. I want to be myself. Like I like 
wearing band t-shirts and I have blue hair and a nose piercing. And that does not undermine my credibility or my ability to rock your strategy. And so I can dress up if we're going to have a board meeting, I can put on a button up, but you know, for a general strategy call, you're going to, you're going to see me in my Rolling Stones t-shirt and my blue hair. And that's my brand. And it's important to me to be authentically myself and to work with other people who really want to be authentically themselves and not have that traditional support. So I work with a lot of diversity, equity, and inclusion consultants and strategists. I work with a lot of um, female business owners primarily. So like I work, that's where I said at the top that, you know, I work with women business owners, but I also work with non-binary because I am part of the LGBTQ community and I love working with other members of the LGBTQ community. And it's very important mm-hmm. to me that my brand is, is is inclusive, especially with the climate of what's going on right now in America. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love this so much. Um, I feel like just by being your authentic self, showing up this way online, it also gives the opportunity for others to do the same and be so inspired by you. So thank you so much for that. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. That feels good to hear. Everyone likes to hear that. <laughs> awesome. So Growing up, did you imagine you'd be where you are today? I definitely did not. My dad is very entrepreneurial and he was always pushing me to have my own business and I was always resistant to that. I always hated the idea of, because then I'm a very um, type A anxious person and so I hated the idea of it all being my responsibility because then I felt like there would be no outlet and I would never know how to stop and so I was very resistant but I've always been a chronic side hustler. So like I, I've, you know, had a main job, but I always have something going on on the side, whether that's, you know, delivering for Uber Eats or, you know, making something in an Etsy shop. Like I always have something going on. And so when I found virtual assisting and online business management and that space in the online world, I really found a home that combined my side hustle energy with my corporate knowledge and let me be able to leave both worlds behind and really focus in one place. And so it really helped push me out of that fear that I wasn't good enough. Mm, Let's talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) So I know a lot of our listeners maybe are just beginning their business or have been in business for a little while and we all go through it, right? We all go through those episodes where our mindset is just like playing tricks on us and we think we're not good enough. So how did you overcome that hurdle or that belief in yourself? To me, I think a lot of people make it seem like you overcome it and it's a one and done thing. It's really not. It's unfortunately is something that for me rears its head um, less and less often, uh, but it does happen. And so initially overcoming it was really just getting out there and just trying. And so when I first started, I was just a general VA. I worked for $15 an hour, Um, Actually, I think my first VA contract was $13 an hour on Upwork. And I did all the things. I ran summits before I even knew what summits were. You know, I was doing all the things and I was tired and I was working seven days a week. And it took me several months of doing this kind of work to really step back and be like, why, you know, why am I doing this? Like, I'm doing this to myself. Like, I want more for myself. And so I think... And what I advise a lot of my clients to do also is to really look at your vision, your goals, and let that motivate you when you're having those moments of mindset doubt. So, you know, if your vision is to be a six-figure business owner, 
then sit down and like would six figure business owning Rachel be working for $13 an hour, seven days a week? No, she would not. (laughs) So, you know, we have to lovingly let go of that client and you have to know your own limits and realize when things are toxic. And it's, and I really think it's a work in progress and don't, don't feel like once you conquer it and it comes back that you failed because it's back. I somewhere, somewhere, someone, something told me once that with each level up you achieve in your business, there is a new mindset hurdle to conquer. And that is so very true. So you have the initial mindset blocks for when you're first starting and then you have you know, your first 2K month or your first 5K month, your first 10K month. And, you know, all these different mindset hurdles are just going to keep coming up and coming up. But, you know, you can do it. Just you need to just acknowledge it and then keep moving past it. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I just love this conversation so much because, yeah, it's so true. We go we all go through it at every stage. There's something new that pops up and it's just a matter of really looking at it and shifting our thoughts the best way we can and also getting that support i feel like having that support in your business is so crucial um so yeah thank you so much for sharing that um and now i'm curious to know like what was your greatest accomplishment in business or do you have like a testimonial you'd like to share from one of your clients like let's brag on yourself a little (laughs) (laughs) yeah so one of my clients who she so I, I'm one of those people who did, I didn't know what I wanted to do in the online space. So I just started doing everything, which, you know, all the coaches will tell you not to do that. Um, but that's what I did. And so I have book, I have bookkeeping training. So I was a VA, I was a bookkeeper, I did social media, like I did everything when I tell you. And so I start, she's an accountant, and I started working with her and I started out working with her as a bookkeeper. And we met at a very tumultuous time in her business and her life. And we've now been working together for coming up on a year. And I've gone from being her bookkeeper to being her OBM to now being the DOO or director of operations in her business. We've grown her team and really just been growing our businesses together. And it feels like we've kind of, quote unquote, grown up together. And so it's a really great bond. And, you know, she told me yesterday that she really just appreciates that I approach it from a visionary level with a longer term mindset because as a business owner, it's easy to get it's easy to get knocked down into that day to day nitty gritty piece because, you know, you're focusing on that client project, that delivery you need to do, you know, mm-hmm. did you finish this and what's this going on? And so having someone else in your business who can pull you out of that and be like, hey, mm-hmm. you know, we need to talk about quarter three or we need to talk about where we're at on your good, better, best financial goals and like really like supporting you at that strategic level. That's what I really love about what I do. Oh my gosh, this is amazing. <laughs> Congratulations. Like, this is awesome. I'm so happy for you. Thank you. So I asked this to everyone who comes on the podcast, and I'm curious to know your answer. What does being a powerful leader mean to you? I love this question. I was excited for when you would ask me this question. Being a powerful leader to me means creating a lasting impact in your space. And what I mean by that is one of my missions is to help other women, specifically mothers, feel like they have a safe space to earn income to support their family while still being around for their family, and also to help amplify voices of other people who might not be heard. And so I like to throw my weight behind those things, and that's what I feel like makes me a powerful leader. And that's what I look for in other powerful leaders that I support, people who are really looking to make a lasting impact 
on their space. Yes, I love this. <laughs> so good. I feel like you're the biggest advocate for those <laughs> women and those mothers. And I feel like they're so appreciative of you for everything you do. So I just love it so much. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I, I really, I really love supporting them. Amazing. So do you have, you know, like any last piece of wisdom you'd like to share with our audience today? Yes. My last piece of wisdom would be don't be afraid or be afraid in either way. You just have to go for it. You'll never know what's going to happen until you just go ahead and do it. And I don't know about you, but I would rather live with no regrets of wondering what ifs. So just go and do it. Whatever idea you have, whatever business is rolling around in your brain, do it. Pitch that client. You know, you can do it. Yes. Preach it, sister. I love it so much. (laughs) (laughs) So where can people go to connect with you further online? Yes. You can find me on social media at Mastermind Business Services. I'm on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Rachel, for being here, for sharing your story. You're so inspirational and keep going. You're amazing. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. This was really fun. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Powerful Female Leaders Podcast. If you love this episode, make sure to spread the message, leave a review and subscribe. I would forever be grateful for you. I also want to hear from you and I want to know your feedback and your questions for future episodes. So don't be shy, say hi and send me a message at Powerful Female Leaders Podcast on Instagram. Until then, I'll see you on the next episode.